pray. Mm-hmm. Oh, our Father, we give you praise this morning and we thank you, Lord, for another day and another time, oh God, in your presence. We thank you, oh God, for this week of personal revival. We thank you, oh God, for this week of cleansing. We thank you for this week of revelation. We thank you, oh God, for this week of unveiling. We thank you, oh God, for this week of discovery. We thank you, oh God, for this week of deliverance, this week of favor, this week of revelation, insight, clarity, oh God. We thank you for light because even as we receive your word every day, Father, we do not just glean wisdom, but Lord, we receive light. We receive light. We receive the light that is required, oh God, to see, oh God, as you see, to understand as you understand, Lord. And we receive the requisite wisdom, Lord, to engage, oh God, in the things that you reveal to us, oh God. My Lord and my King, we say thank you this morning. And we say have your way. We ask, oh God, that never before that you will come and your presence will dwell in our midst. Your presence will come and have his way. Your presence will be enthroned in our hearts. Your presence will be enthroned in this meeting. Your presence will be enthroned upon this call in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask, oh God, not by religion, oh God, but by desire that you will cause the heavens, oh God, to be open over us once again this morning. My Lord and my King, I pray, O oh God, that there will be no separation, O oh God, between us and your presence, O oh God, that, Father, you would just even release, O oh God, the atmosphere, O oh God, of heaven above us, O oh God, upon us this morning, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, that we would see, we would hear, we will understand as you do, Father, that we will catch on, Lord, to the things that are spoken in heaven this morning, Father, by the words that will be spoken, my Lord and my God, we decree and we declare, O oh God, that it will not be words of man, O oh God, but it will be the conversations of heaven, O oh God, that will be spoken this morning, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We would hear your will. We would hear your voice, O oh God. And Father, as you release your voice, O oh God, over us, Lord, we will be strengthened. We will be encouraged, O oh God. Father, faith will rise up in us this morning. Convic- convictions will be strengthened, O oh God. Lives will be regenerated, O oh God. Lives will be healed, O oh God. God, none of us will remain the same. We will be transformed. We will be reformed, oh God, to the image of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Order will be restored in our lives, oh God, this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you just come and have your way and have your way, oh God, and do as you please. Let your will be done upon this call, oh God. Let your will be done in every life represented here this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Stephanie, and once again, it's a privilege to um, lead us in this time of prayers. And um, I'd like us to open to the anchor scripture for this season, which is Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 14, and we'll read together. Praise God. Amen. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. 
I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it, declares the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. 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 Um, this morning, um, we'll still be looking at, um, in, you know, we'll pick up from where we stopped yesterday, um, where, uh, where we talked about, we touched on the bones, the dry bones and what the bones, um, what, what the dry bones symbolize and what they represent in our lives. And this morning, um, the theme for the, this today is um, summoned to a journey. Um, and we see this in verse two. Um, so from verse one, it says, the hand of the Lord was on me and brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, you know. And so we see here that it was the spirit of God that was leading him through the valley of dry bones. So the spirit of the Lord was, was taking him through a journey, you know. And what was the journey about? The personal journey that first began was one of pruning and it was one of purging and it was one of cleansing. And um, amongst the many things that the Lord is doing in our lives this week is that he's pruning, he's purging and he's cleansing and he's taking us through the pruning process. Um, so for context, I'd like us to open to John 15 um, from verse one to eight. We'll read John 15, one to eight. And this scripture talks about the vine and the branches. So I'll read, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. 
if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Um, I'll also like us to open to Matthew 13, 24 to 30. So Matthew 13, 24 to 30. The parable of the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the weeds and went away. When the weeds sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also um, when the weeds sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? When did the weeds come? Where did the weeds come from? And, the, and he replied, An enemy did this. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the weeds with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the weeds and bring, and bring it into my barn. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Um, so we see in the scriptures that the Lord is talking about pruning. In the first scripture, he's telling us the reason why he prunes us and the reason why he cleanses us. And why does he do it? Because it is his way, way of um, purifying us and causing us to be more fruitful. The Bible says that it is the, it is the, the, the vines that are fruitful that he prunes um, and the ones that are not fruitful, he casts away. And so the reason why, you, you know, I, I believe that the reason why the Lord is bringing this word to us in this time is to encourage us because the truth is at the time and at the seasons of our lives where God is correcting us, God is, um, you know, reproving us, where God is rebuking us, where God is trying to change us. Those are not the fun, exciting times, you know. It's not the time that you're receiving praises and you're hearing, oh, well done, good and faithful servant. It's like when you look around you, all you see is bones. All you see is dry bones. You're going through this journey of your life and it's like a wilderness. Everything just seems like it is smelling. Everything, you know, you just wonder, can anything good come out of my life? And most times we may become discouraged, you know. And so at, in seasons like this, it is very easy for us, you know, if we lose sight, it is easy for us to, 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 um, um, subscribe to the lies of the enemy. Why? Because we may already feel, we may already be feeling less than ourselves. You know, when you start to see areas of your life that are not encouraging, so to speak, um, and it is a season where it is being revealed and revealed, you know, your character flaws, everything um, that seems to not be good about you is being revealed. Even if no one else is saying it, and you know, mostly God is revealing things to you in the secret, um, but you, 
it's, it's easy to fall into that place of, you know, fall, stay in the valley. It is in the valley seasons that is where we see these things. It is not on the mountaintops. As a matter of fact, the things we don't deal with in the valley expose us and break us when we get to our mountain seasons, you know. So um, that is why God deals with these things in the valley, you know, in the darkness when no one is watching. It's between us and him. He's showing us these things. Why? Because he wants us to come to a place of fruitfulness. He wants us to come to a place of increase when nothing is a limitation for us. And what the enemy now seeks to do in times like this is he begins to speak, you know, sow seeds of, of lies and begins to tell us, oh, look at you, you're good for nothing. You know, he begins to speak the voice, you know, uh, of, 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 of condemnation over us. Um, I'll give an example. There was a season in my life where um, the Lord was correcting me about a certain thing. And that was the first time that I was beginning to understand, or rather I, I now learned how to um, understand and how to react um, and respond to the chastising of the Lord. Um, so, you know, in that period, I couldn't understand it because it just seemed like every time I tried to do something good, you know, like that scripture, um, it just seemed, oh my God, oh wretched man that I am, who will save me from this flesh? It is the things that I do not want to do, I find myself doing. And the things I want to do, they were so hard for me to do. You know, and I was almost sinking into that place of condemnation. You know, in fact, I had already gotten there. I was losing sight, you know, and I was, you know, I'm thankful for the people that God placed in my life. And someone was able to speak over me and just tell me that this is not the right attitude. When God corrects you, when God is rebuking you, when God is bringing, you know, he's chastising you and he's, he's, he's showing you the right way to go. And he's revealing and exposing things that may not seem great about you. Your first response to him should be to give thanks, not to wallow in the place of self-pity, not to stay in a place of condemnation, you know? So it was like a litmus test check that's um and what this person said to me was when you, uh, um it when you hear the voice in your head does it condemn you or does it correct you and when i checked it i saw that it was condemning me more than it was correcting me and then you know i realized that the voice of god he does not reveal to shame he reveals to redeem so when i start hearing that voice of condemnation in my heart i must know that this is the enemy trying to pervert the work that the lord is doing god is taking us through the process of pruning not to condemn us but to make us more fruitful so the question now is, what voice do you hear? What voice do you hear in your heart when God is pruning you? How do you respond to the pruning of the Lord? How do you respond to the purging of the Lord? Purging is not a beautiful process. It is a valley process. It is not clean. You know, it is, it is, it is a process where all kinds of things are coming out. You are forcing out, you know, um, so many things that have been built up. So, you know, there will be a stench. There will be, you know, it's not a pretty process. Process. But we must realize that pruning is not a punishment for us as children of God. It is a reward. It is a reward. God loves us. And the Bible tells us that it is the ones that he loves that he, he chastises. You know, he does this because he loves us. Um, and we also see in this scripture that we read that God is the vine dresser and he prunes the life of everyone that abides in Christ. So spiritual pruning enhances us to grow until we get to that point where, you know, um, God is settling things in our lives. We are not able to make pro process. We'll just keep um, progress. We'll just keep going back and forth and spiritual pruning enhances our growth by removing whatever inhibits spiritual growth and we see that in that scripture the parable of the tears um the parable of the of the of the of the sower 
we see that um, the servant saw what was happening in what the what the what the master had planted and they said oh but did you not plant good seed and he what did he say he said an enemy had done has done this and they said okay let's take it off immediately and he said no when it is time for the harvest then there will be it will call for separation and so sometimes in our lives it may just seem like God will permit certain things in our lives. I like what Yasmin said yesterday when she was ministering, you know, something along the lines of there are some times when God allows us to come close enough to death so that we can, we can desire, you know, and we can have a, a deeper desire for life, you know, and so sometimes God will allow us to come close to certain things so that um, he will allow us to come close to these things so that um we can desire, you know, we can desire to be liberated. We can desire to grow. We can desire to move past certain things. And through, um, through all of this, God promises to bring us, you know, he promises to take us through the process. He promises to walk through, walk with us through the valley. He promises to walk with us through the, you know, through the valley of the shadow of death. He promises to walk with us through the process of pruning. The spirit of God is there with us, helping us through, you know, and um, we must be reminded that everything God does for us, he does in love. And so this morning, I'd like us to pray and just ask that the Lord would would reveal that we would understand the love of God, even through the process of his pruning, even through the process of his cleansing, even through the process of his purging of our hearts and of our lives, that we would walk in understanding of the love of God. We would not subscribe to the condemnation of the voice of the enemy, but we'll respond in love to everything that the Lord is doing for us in this season in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices and pray that we will not lose sight, we will not lose perspective, we will not lose our our understanding but even as the lord corrects us as he chastises us we would understand that he is doing this to make us more fruitful we will understand that he's doing this to cause us to prosper we will understand that he's doing this because for us he has a future and a hope and so we will not lose sight we will understand that his love for his banner over us is love we will not give up on him and we will not give up on ourselves in the mighty name of jesus that the lord will give us understanding this morning as he takes us through the valley, as he takes us and shows us the dry bones, as he shows us the wilderness season of our lives, as he shows us the things in our lives that need to be changed, we will not be discouraged. We will not respond in fear. Please let's unmute our minds and let us pray. Satan, <laughs> 
in this scripture we see we see in this scripture that praise God amen in this scripture we see that there was an inability to distinguish between the good and the bad you know um um when the servants came to the master and said, oh, let's separate them. He said, no, let's while you gather up the tears, um, you, um, you also gather the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. So the master was aware that these um, weeds have grown for so long, you may not be able to distinguish one from the other. And in a bid to remove the bad ones, you may end up removing the good ones, removing the fruitful ones. And um, the understanding that I received from this is, there are certain things in our lives, you know what they call familiar spirits. There are things that show up in our lives that may seem like they may take on the appearance of good, you know, um, they, may, they may just camouflage themselves and we may not even be able to identify them. They are strongholds and their infirmities and they are plantings of the enemy. And we may not be able to identify them. We may just know that, oh, something is off, but we may not be able to see it. But what did the master say? He said, leave it until the time of the harvest, there will be an automatic separation where you will gather the wheat and you will separate it from the chaff and the wheat you will take into the barns and the chaff you will burn by fire. He spoke about the harvest. Our Lord is the God of the harvest and we are the harvest generation. What does this mean? We are the Lord's harvest and he is ready to reap his army. This, this season of summoning his army, what he's doing is he is reaping us. He's taking us as his remnant. He's taking us as his, his, his inheritance. He's selecting and enlisting us and he's separating us from all the things that we have not been able to identify, be it customs, be it traditions, be it family limitations, be it setbacks. Whatever it is that have been able to, you know, successfully mask, um, um, camouflage themselves up until now, you know, and just remain in our lives. Because the truth is, in the realm of the spirit, whatever you cannot identify or call by name, you cannot confront it and you cannot defeat it. So that is why familiar spirits are able to keep manipulating the children of God because they have been in, you know, generations and they have been in family bloodlines for so long. At this point, they are not even easily recognizable and once the children once we cannot recognize these things we can't wage war against them but in this season of the harvest as we are the lord's harvest we are the separated ones we are the called out ones therefore the lord is separating us from every stronghold and so i'd like us to begin to lift our voices
is and speak against every familiar spirit that may be camouflaging itself anything that is that is representing itself um as a as a character assassin or as a destiny assassin that is coming into our lives and is, is sabotaging our destiny sabotaging the planting of the lord sabotaging the work of the lord upon us let us begin to, to declare that the, the spirit of the living god the spirit of the living god would you know would just would just cause it to burn this morning as god reveals it to us he will first reveal to reveal it to us and then he will set it ablaze by the fire of the spirit in the mighty name of jesus every stronghold of familiar spirits they lose their grip upon us because we it is the time of the lord's harvest and therefore we are being separated we declare that the separation of god is coming upon us the separation of the god is being manifested in our lives in the mighty name of jesus we are separated by sight we are separated by discernment we are separated by understanding we are separated by his god we are separated by reason of the harvest because you are the god of the harvest and we oh god we are your harvest we are your portion and you are our portion separating us this morning oh god distinguishing us oh god begin to lose your hold, begin to lose your grip over us this morning. Father, we receive the even against the traditions of the enemy, O God, in the name of Jesus. the bible calls us the planting of the lord we are his harvest that means he planted us and he has come to reap his harvest and so this morning we are going to declare we are going to speak and say every tree my father has not planted in my life and as you speak those words you mean it 
and release the power of the spirit over it as you speak it with conviction knowing that every tree that my heavenly father has not planted is being uprooted this morning in the mighty name of jesus you see the uprooting the lord the the, the lord shines his light so that you can see how to uproot very interestingly um in the book of joshua i believe it is chapter 11 when the lord was delivering a certain army and a certain king and a certain kingdom onto the hands of joshua what did god say to joshua he said don't be afraid for by this time tomorrow i will deliver him unto you and then he told him um you will you will you will hamstring his horses and set his chariots ablaze so there are things that god will do for us but there are things that the lord will enable us to do how do you set how do you hamstring horses and how do you set chariots ablaze it is by the wisdom and by the by the understanding that is given to us by the spirit of god and so when we are decreeing and we are declaring that every tree our heavenly father has not planted is being uprooted we are also saying lord give me the skill and give me the wisdom and the ability to also do the work of uprooting of every stronghold of uprooting of every tree of uprooting of every planting of undoing every work of iniquity that the enemy may have sown while i slept in the mighty name of jesus father let us begin to declare be partner with your spirit this morning lord father we declare and we declare that the strong man is being destroyed by the revelation of your spirit oh god speed of Jesus, 
upon Christ as a covering over our lives. In the name of Jesus, we begin to receive the grace, the grace that is needed, the space that is needed to engage, the grace that is needed even to deal with every situation, the grace that is needed to confront every weakness, the grace that is needed in this season. For the Lord says that his grace is sufficient for us. And so, Father, we find rest in the sufficiency of your grace that you have poured and you have released over us. Father, we receive God in this season. We receive your grace, O God. For your grace is sufficient for us, O God, through every week. Lord, oh my God, we receive your grace. Our response, our response to the valley of the dry bones, our response to the dry bones in our lives, we must not be discouraged. We must stay encouraged. The Bible tells us that David encouraged himself in the Lord. We see in the beginning of the book of Joshua that God was telling Joshua, Moses, my servant, is and then he began to speak his will to him. And then he told him, do not be afraid. Be strong and be of good courage. You know, so it is God's desire for us to be strong and be of good courage. Joshua himself was weakness personified, you know, in that at, at that moment. Because this is someone that had followed all his life. He didn't see, I mean he would have probably thought about it that okay maybe a day will come that you know i would have to rise up to the occasion but he probably didn't see it coming at the time that he did and so most times the weaknesses prepare us for the seasons of you know the seasons of 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 both the weaknesses give us capacity to even trust god and that's what paul was saying in this scripture he said lest i make boast in myself and so god shows us about ourselves sometimes why so that we will not be proud and so that when we come to seasons where he gives us and grants us victory we will not think for one second that we could have done it by ourselves we, we are reminded that if it wasn't for the lord that was on our side you know there's no way that we would have attained the victory and so the lord does these things to keep us in check he allows certain things so that we stay humble he allows certain things so that we have perspective Praise God. And so um, um, through all of this, his grace is sufficient for us, for he urges us 
to be strong and to be courageous and not to give up. If we look at Philippians 3 from, I believe it is from verse 12 to 14, the Bible says, not as though, and this is Paul speaking again, he says, not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so we see in this story of the, of the dry bones that even after God, and we will come to that, you know, as we journey through these 21 days, that even after God took um, Ezekiel by the hand and led him by the spirit into the valley of dry bones, what then did God say to him? He said, this dry bones, son of man, can they live again? He wanted Ezekiel to come to a place where he could paint a picture for him and show him the possibility of life. So through everything, God is constantly painting pictures for us. God is always speaking and his words are filled with faith and his words are so potent. And if we would allow ourselves to rest in the, in, in the voice of the Lord and rest in the message, you know, of what God is saying to us. He's painting a picture. And what is the picture? A future and a hope, an expected end. There is always an expected end. So it is the enemy that is always trying to pull us back into the places that God is liberating us from. Always trying to pull us back, pull us into back into the merry clay. But the Lord has set our feet upon a rock to stand. And he's painting that picture for us. And he's telling us this morning, be strong and be encouraged. And so this morning, I'd like us to just begin to release the encouragement of the Lord upon our lives and declare that this morning I receive strength and courage. I will not look back. I will not look back, but I will press for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I will press for the things I may apprehend that for which I was apprehended of Christ Jesus. All the things that Christ has purchased for me by his blood, this morning I press for them. I will not relent. I will not give up. I receive the grace, the ability and the tenacity that comes from the, from the grace and the strength of the throne of God. I receive that grace to keep pressing, to keep pushing. I receive strength from the Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive help. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not be discouraged. I will not be let down. All shall not be So shall not give up. In the mighty name of Jesus, for the Lord is on my side. The Lord is leading. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am encouraged by the Lord. I am encouraged by his word. Every time I look into the word of God and I see his promises for me, my heart will rejoice. Release the joy and the peace of the Lord upon my heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive the heavenly perspective. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the Lord Jesus me and when he corrects me, shall not my soul shall not I shall I Amen. Amen.
Hallelujah. We're praying for grace and we've prayed for grace this morning. And we know that the Bible tells us that he resists the proud, but he gives mm-hmm. grace to the humble. I heard this said once by a minister, I believe it was um, Apostle Joshua Selman or either Apostle Joshua or um, Pastor Chintok. Or it was one of these ministers that said, it takes humility to pray. You know, and at the time he said it, I couldn't really understand it. But truly, it takes humility to come before God and to pray, especially when you can see weaknesses in your life. It takes humility. And I remember that season of my life where I was struggling to understand. You know, at some points, I just thought, you know what? God, I can't, I can't deal. You are the one that made me. So it is your problem and it is not my own. It is your responsibility, you know, and I'm not going to be bothered about it because I thought I, I had, I was trying to do it on my own. And that mm-hmm. is the thing. That is an attitude of pride. We may not realize pride is not just when you raise your voice as someone or you look down on people. Pride also speaks about the state of your heart towards God. Are you someone that can be easily corrected? When God corrects you, what is your response to him? Do you, do you come, do you, you know, do you surrender? And are you, are you thankful when the Lord... Um, rebukes you or do you get angry or do you feel like you're too big to be corrected why how do you respond when God chastises you do you run away from him or do you run towards him you know um and so that is the question the Lord is asking us this morning because regardless of how we see it the truth is it takes humility to be able to run to God you know it's like a parent correcting a child no matter how much your parents yells at you you're still going to run to your parents at the end of the day anyway. Mm-hmm. And that is what the relationship is like with God. You know, I remember sometimes when maybe personally, maybe I've gotten, even up until now, my mom and I would have gotten into an argument, you know, and sometimes I know that, okay, maybe I really, really messed up and words are not even enough to say, I'm sorry. I just go mm-hmm. and, you know, sit beside her mm-hmm. and just hug her. You know, I just hold her close because, the, the, my, 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 you know, me leaning in and holding her and embracing her would say a thousand words that my words would fail to say, you know, and so in seasons where God is correcting us, in seasons where, you know, um, it seems like we, we, we are not seeing eye to eye with God. We must believe that his word is true, regardless of how we feel. We must be able to superimpose the, the word of God over our feelings. First of all, it must start with a submission, knowing that, okay, God is true and my feelings are, you know, my feelings may be deceitful because the heart of man is, 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 is desperately evil, you know, and it's deceitful. So your heart could be deceiving you sometimes. So just knowing that that is the first step in the right direction. And then through it, you are able to say god you know what right now i may not understand what you are saying to me but i trust you oh god and i believe that your word is true and your word is supreme over and it rules and reigns over everything and so my feelings and my emotions are subject lord to 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 your words and to your will and so i bring my feelings in submission i bring my feelings in subjection that is what that is true humility nobody is forcing you to do it but you know that uh, that is the right thing to do and so you subject your feelings it is not the easiest thing to do but it 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 it, it, it requires a level of humility and it requires a level of vulnerability to be able to be corrected by god and when we are able to do that 
the Lord doesn't resist us. He gives us mm. grace. So this grace that we are asking for, it is dependent on the humility that we show, the humility that we exercise towards God. And so in this season, I pray that the Lord would even impact upon us like never before the grace mm. and the, hum- the, the, the spirit of humility in the mighty name of mm. Jesus, that none mm. of us will walk in pride, that the Lord will take pride mm. away from us and he will help us to walk in humility just like Christ did when he walked on the earth. He will show us true humility. He will impart humility upon us. He will give us the grace and the ability to even receive his word, regardless of how we feel. Receive his word, regardless of, 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 of the situations and the circumstances. Let That there will always be room for the word of God in our hearts, in the mighty name of Jesus. This is our prayer, O oh God. This is what we desire, O oh God, that we would always make room for your word regardless you see it, it doesn't even have to be it doesn't have to be too much room you make in the beginning but just allow the word to enter allow the entrance of the word that is when light comes and when the light comes that's when you can arise that is when you can shine that is when the glory of the lord can be risen upon you and so father this morning lord we just make room for your word we make room oh god for your voice we make room for your corrections we make room oh god for you to chastise us we make room lord for you to correct us lord we humble ourselves before you oh god we humble ourselves before you by your spirit help us to remain humble before you give us the grace oh god even to be humble oh god in the mighty name of jesus show us oh god how to be humble in the place of prayer teach us oh god true humility and vulnerability oh god in the name of jesus this is our prayer this morning in the mighty name of jesus and so father lord this morning we even declare that our prayers become a shield and a hedge of protection around us in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and we declare, oh God, that firewalls in the spirit are raised up as we have released the word of God over our lives. From today, the blood of Jesus creates a billow of smoke which makes us immune to the penetration of familiar spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke and condemn the workings of every spiritual character or destiny in person or assassination in the mighty name of Jesus. Though they may have come against us, Father, we decree and we declare that they are fleeing in several ways. And Father, as they flee, they are unable to trace their way back to our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, because the blood of Jesus comes upon us, they see the blood and they pass over. In the mighty name of Jesus, over our lives this morning, Lord, we declare, we declare beautiful ashes. Begin to declare beautiful for ashes, oh God. Beauty for ashes, oh God. Beauty, oh God, for every dry bone. For ashes. The picture of beauty that you are painting before us. This is your expected end for us, oh God. For every dry bone, Father, there is life. Declare ashes over our lives, oh God. In the name of Jesus. The glory of your name, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your kingdom will be established in our lives, oh God. This is our prayer this morning, Lord. Oh God, that as we have spoken these words, they do not fall to the people. They do not, they do not return to the But we have given the word, oh God. Father, they become spirit and they become life. And they would accomplish that for which you have sent them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Amen.